Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to Chicago, where the fires serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the two Chicago sports fan cave, this is the TCSF podcast with E Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. Oh boy. Episode 101, the Dalmatian episode is brought to you by 606 Media, two Chicago sports fans. ACSI and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Right now. As always, I am Big Z and I'm here with my homeboy, E Rock. What up, B? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans. Go on over there, click on support, and you can subscribe to the show for as low as 99 cents a month. Listen, do you like the show? I do. Are you a fan? I am. Then tell your friends, and they will tell their friends, and we can all be friends. If you enjoy the content, share it with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your loved ones, your coworkers, whoever it is. Share the content because we do it for you. We hope that we can bring a little bit of joy, levity in your day, and uh, you know, talk to you guys about sports. This is uh, uh, we we're we're going into the next season, I guess, right? We're at one hundred and one now, right? So we now now we got to strive for two hundred. I think that's that's the direction where we're going. So uh, it should be fun. Z, how are you doing, brother? E, it's been a wonderful week of vacation. Week number three, it's been fun. Lots of fun in the sun, pool time, uh, out there on my bike, out there walking the dog. Uh, really just having a great time, not waking up early and watching a lot of sports. The NBA Finals was amazing. We got baseball every day. Um, finally got a haircut, which is great because, you know, I was looking like a werewolf for the past three months. Um, so it's been productive pretty much. I mean, I, I've been doing uh, some some chores for my mom. Her Jeep's got some, uh, uh, it looks like a, I think it's a, not transmission. Yeah, I think it might be the uh, transmission cap or uh, something. Like, like I don't know, some shit I got to fix. <laughs> it's going to be expensive, put it that way. Uh, so parts I ordered, I got to fix that next week. Uh, so it's going to be fun, me being uh, under this under the jeep in 100 degree weather so i'll be uh dropping some pounds also uh, just want to uh celebrate my uh my nephew's felix his birthday was this uh past weekend he just turned one so my nice. brother yeah my brother from another mother he they just celebrated they were out in the uh forest preserve out there in martin grove area um it was nice it was like literally they had like this one uh, you know you get those little patios right with the little house on it um mm-hmm. they literally had that one section to themselves and it was just like woods and you can see deer in the background it was just it was nice nice to be in nature nice 
nice to be out in the sun. Um, it was like 70 degrees that day, so it was literally a perfect day. So um, I'm enjoying this vacation. I think Monday I go back to reality of uh, you know uh, opening my 899 emails and uh, uh, paying bills. How was your week? Hey, man, we had a fantastic week. First and foremost, let me wish a happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. That's right. Happy Father's um, and, Day. And, and the other thing that, that is today, June 19th, uh, you know, y'all get to re, re uh Y'all, we record on Sundays, so y'all get to hear it on Tuesdays. But today is also the celebration of Juneteenth, and if you do not know what Juneteenth uh, is, it is basically a federal holiday in the U.S. It is commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African Americans. It is the anniversary of the announcement uh, of General Order Number Three by the Union Army General. Gordon Granger on June 19th, 1865, proclaiming freedom for the enslaved people of Texas. Basically, uh, the the people that that were enslaved in Texas were the last to know. So these was these were the last slaves to be freed in the United States. And again, 1865, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you think about like how short of a time that was. That was not that long ago. So really, kind of keep that in mind when you think about why people celebrate this, uh, or why it's important to people. Because I mean. This is just not that long ago, right? That we've had to deal with slavery, and you see that the way that uh, time has progressed, and time that uh, you know we expect equality to be around now, and it's not necessarily always there, and we see that in the news every day. So, uh, if you do not, you know, know or you do not celebrate, this is a day to celebrate not only your father, your father's day, your grandfather's, but also Juneteenth celebration. Um, as far as me personally, I, I got to say we had a fantastic week. Uh, softball practice our last game of the season was on thursday because our monday game uh our opponent actually forfeited because they didn't have enough players gotcha. thursday we played the other uh, local team in our organization we beat them which gave us the best overall record and after the game we all had pizza and all that stuff and uh, the representatives from our organization went over to the meetings to determine playoff seating and it was determined that our team with the most number of wins is the number one seed going into the playoffs starting up this next week so i couldn't be more proud of my group of 12 year old girls our coaches coach lindsey coach tom uh steve all of all of the parents that have been involved with this season i mean this has been one of the most amazing seasons and we just hope we can get it to continue we got game tuesday we got a game thursday if we win that game and then our championship game is going to be saturday so hopefully we'll we'll be able to make it to saturday and uh you know it just this has been a fantastic ride wow i mean that that's congratulations to those girls i know they work, work been working their butt off to get to this because uh it's been a long road i mean i remember you guys talking about it last year and how um they they needed that growth they needed that seasoning still and you can tell now that these girls are seasoned now they, they learned from their mistakes last year and they've grown from it and you can tell in their record and the way they've been dominating with the uh uh the big leads that, that you've been showing me like yeah like, oh, we won on by 45 to 3 uh <laughs> yeah so it, it shows that you guys as coaches have been putting a lot of work and the girls have been doing a great and phenomenal job so um good luck to them and uh get that trophy bro yeah i mean i hope that's what we're looking at in in you know a week from now that's what we're going to be celebrating when we're over there watching the cubs and cardinals in st louis and uh you know the, the thing the funny thing is is that uh, I, I took a step back i almost ran over a group of three uh 
uh, young ladies that are parents of the girls and they just happened to be behind me when I stepped back and, and I felt something and I was like, oh, I says, if I would have kept walking, it would have been like a bowling ball running through. <laughs> but I, but I, we were all kind of laughing and I was like, look, man, I watched a lot of crappy softball to get to this point. So I couldn't be more proud. The girls were screaming on field. Uh, it, the funny enough is that one, uh, coach Tom was the one that went over cause we were all hanging out, right? The girls still in their uniforms are kind of hanging out in the outfield. And, uh, he went over there and told them all of a sudden you just hear them all screaming and jumping up and down. And then about 10 minutes later, we look around and the one girl, the quietest girl on the team is standing at the mound practicing pitching. She's never pitched before, but she was, you know what I mean? So it was just, it was kind of dope to see her get excited again about playing. And, and you know, and, and this is the kind of girl that like every time we're supposed to be in a dugout, I turn around, she's over there with her parents. I'm like, you have to stay in here with us. Like you cannot, this is the team. Once the game's over, you go to the parents. Yeah. So it, it, just to see her, the quiet kid on the team, who's actually gotten three game balls this, this year for, for getting hits. Cause she's not in her own head. Right. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been playing. She doesn't have that like failure in 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 the team so she doesn't have that doubt in her head right so it's been pretty damn amazing and uh look i mean this is the best way to start off our summer but for the ladies and gentlemen out there that might need a fresh tart let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at acsi with over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring, ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and Astound, powered by RCN. Fans, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. The ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. Please go get a job this week. Of course, we're going to talk more about Chicago baseball because it's that time of year. We talk about this amazing streak with the Cubs going against the Atlanta Braves, the world champs. And uh, how did that turn out? We'll talk about that. Uh, We also got some nuggets about... uh, uh, the White Sox. We're going to talk a little bit about the Bulls. And of course, we got stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is the Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's stories. Story number one. Oh, and this is, this is, you're going to know what I'm talking about, E, because, uh, you know this name vincent kennedy (laughs) mcmahon wow steps down as head of wwe this is because there's allegations of misconduct uh so he is the pro the, the the company's chairman and chief executive so apparently he agreed to pay a secret settlement to an employee who he was said to have had an affair with this is according to the Wall Street Journal. So you know this story is legit because it's on the Wall Street Journal, right? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> so longtime executive of World Wrestling Entertainment, Vince McMahon, who led professional wrestling from a, uh, you know, just a sideshow curiosity, kind of like, you know, the circus into a mainstream phenomenal, has stepped down as chairman and chief executive while the company uh, is board is investigating the allegations of misconduct against him. His daughter, who had just stepped away about a month ago, says she's going to take some time for herself. 
um, she's like the chief branding officer and so forth. She has been elected as the uh, person to take his place as interim chief. Um, so she's like, she said, I am, I have pledged my complete cooperation to the investigation uh, and the special committee. I will do everything possible to support the investigation. I have also pledged my, and accept the findings and outcome of the investigation, whatever they are. So this is crazy. And, and so it's him and one of his uh, head of talent relations are accused of paying hush money to a female. Um, and it looks like this female was hired as an assistant and then the affair started and then she got bumped up in title and she went up from making 50,000 to a hundred thousand or something like that. So doubled her salary. And then, uh, I guess she was, uh, fired for some reason and they're giving the hush money. So this is a wild story, man. This, I mean, this is like life imitating art, art imitating life. And funny enough, Mr. McMahon came out this past week on SmackDown and, you know, kind of like got the, the crowd going and um, then just walked away. It was just weird. Listen, and anyone who's ever watched WWE uh, heard Vince McMahon talk or, or Stephanie McMahon or Shane O'Matic, anyone that you've heard talk over the past 25 years, you had to know at some point there's something shady. We see that the way that they treat talent, the way that they bring you in, use you and abuse you yep. and drop you by the, by the side of the road, you know what I mean, and don't even pay you at the end, right? So basically, you're just laying there sloppy and, <laughs> and wait, hey, where's my money? So I mean, this this shouldn't surprise anyone that, that the way that they treat their on-screen talent is similar to, it sounds like, the way that they treat their you know, uh, uh, behind the scenes talent, right? So mm-hmm. none of this surprised me at all. Vince McMahon is like 157 years old at this point. I'm pretty sure him and LaRusso are going to be sharing a room together in a retirement <laughs> home. But uh, neither one of these guys seem to know what's going on anymore. And even though we see Vince McMahon out there st- still trying to be the, the big, boisterous guy that we've seen over the years, I mean, you could tell that he's just not the same. We've no. seen him come out to wrestling events. He's stiff. He it, it, he can barely move. I mean, I'm surprised that he gets uh, uh, up, you know, and through, the, uh, through the, ropes. The, the ropes when he gets up in the ring. So the fact of the matter is, is that none of this surprises me. We're in an era where you're going to get called off for your bullshit. And if he is guilty of some bullshit, I'm glad that he's getting called out. Yeah, it, it's just weird. Is it? And like you said, they use their talent and abuse them. And it, the way they treat their talent as quote unquote independent contractors. But you can't do anything else without their permission. Um, it's just bullshit. It's just bullshit. So um, I. I know Gigantor uh, messaged me and some and Jesse, my friend, who's a huge wrestling fan, messaged me too. And I'm like, I would not be surprised if this company is sold to Disney in the next 10 years. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, too, is that what they've tried to do over, I would say, over the past 10 years or so, they're trying to tone it down from the way that they kind of, when you had your uh, attitude era, um, the attitude era, all that suck it and all the beer with Stone Cold and all that stuff. And, That's and all gone. I feel like they have done a good job of kind of calming it down and making it more a little bit PG, a little bit more family friendly, because you got to think about it in the past 10 to 15 years, the people that were teenagers and preteens when they were watching wrestling, well, now they're parents, right? Yeah. So now they're trying to raise their kids and they're like, they're realizing hey maybe that's some of that, that that stuff that they were talking about back in the day wasn't that appropriate maybe no, uh not at all so yeah i mean like and, and just like anything else i mean as time goes on and, and you know you get a little bit more pc you get a little bit more sensitive to uh, other people's uh issues and the way they absorb the content so uh, again i mean the the fact of the matter is is that we're hearing this news none of this surprises me because you can't do shit now without getting caught so like i said if he if he deserves it and if he's guilty let him be guilty yeah uh, and you know it might be time for him to, to you know go to greener pastures 
again, retirement home. Take a TLR with you. Yeah, that dude's going to die back there. He's not going to retirement home. All right. Story number two. Oh, this is right up your alley, sir. A bus driver says he didn't know his gummy snacks included THC. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. A commercial bus driver has been charged with 38 counts of reckless endangerment after blacking out at behind the steering wheel while snacking on gummies he said he didn't know that were infused with THC. Uh, Jin Huan Chen appeared Tuesday in Bridgeport Superior Court after being arrested at his home in Boston. Chen was driving 38 passengers from Mohegan Sun Casino on March 13th when he stopped the bus on the side of Interstate 95 in Stratford. Uh, police said they found Chen slumped unconscious in the driver's seat next to an open package of Smokies, edible cannabis infused fruit juice. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously his toxicology test showed that he was high as hell. Um, but it's just common sense. Why don't people read anymore? I mean, look, I, I don't mean to pick on the guy, but I look at that last name and, and the, the, his whole name. I mean, I, I'm not sure that he might not have understood what, what it said on the package, right? I had a delivery driver this week uh, bring over some food. I want to say Friday. And, and he calls me at the door at work and, and I go over there. And he's like, sorry, no Coke. And I'm looking at him like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, no Coke, no Coke. And I'm like, dude, there's three cups in this cup holder. What are you talking about? And he's just looking at me and he showed me one of the cups was empty. And what happened was he spilled it in the car and it was just a $5 bill sitting in the other empty spot of the other three drinks that were sitting in a cup holder. So then I understood what the hell he was going. He's like, oh, I dropped your pop. Here's five bucks. Sorry. You know what I mean? That's what that was. Yeah. But I mean, like, he, no Coke, no Coke. And I'm like, dude, there's two things of Coke right here. So it could have been a simple misunderstanding, <laughs> a simple, like, you know, uh, you know, I mean, does that make sense? Like, it, it, that's, <laughs> no. that, that's how I feel about a story like this. But I mean, this is not the first time it's happened and i'm wondering what did he like was was he like in his, his house his kids had it sitting around something like that and that's how he grabbed it like that that's what i suspect might have happened in this uh situation yeah he said through his interpreter he didn't know it was marijuana so obviously he english is not his first language uh -huh. so like there's there's your biggest thing right there you know um and unfortunately he's ordered uh with twenty five thousand dollar bond is set next court date which will be august 25th um and this is he's a manager um, oh, Victor Chen, the manager of Go Go Sun Tour, uh, the bus company told the Hearst that Jin Huan had been driving for Boston-based company for over ten years with an exemplary record. So he's a you know a great worker. He looks like he made an honest mistake. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, for people that have English as a second language, this can be something that's confusing. Right, right. I mean, like, imagine if you went down to imagine if you and I went to China, we just start eating random shit. And be like, uh, oh, nope. you, just, you just ate like roaches' anuses, and you're like, oh, that was not what I thought that was at all. You didn't describe it properly. Also, I don't know your language, so who where's knows the what's pictures? You know what I mean? Like, it, that, yeah. that's what I feel like happened in this situation. But uh, Matt, look, uh, uh, it it sucks. Uh, it sucks for him, and I hope that uh, I hope they don't hold it too harsh against him because I really don't think that this was his intention. No, and good. Well, the good thing is that no one was hurt. You know, the 38 right. passengers, no one was hurt. He pulled over. He said he wasn't feeling well. He pulled over and he passed out. So uh, it, it should be a, a good ending to this. So hopefully he gets a, a slap on the wrist. All right. Good luck, guy. <laughs> All right. Story number three. Yes. The Warriors. Warriors. Come out and play. Yeah, they came out and played, bro. Uh, they won their fourth title, winning in six games to knock out the Celtics of Boston. We do a lot of Boston stuff here. Um, and Steph Curry gets his first M uh, MVP from the finals. 
which is funny because he didn't he get the MVP for the uh, All Star game too. And Draymond was like roasting him because he's like, "Hey, you finally got one." Hey, look, uh, this is what I'll say. I mean, you look. We've been watching Steph Curry play for all these years. People want to knock him down. Mm-hmm. They want to say that he's not this, he's not that. He's never been the greatest player in the league. But at the same time, he doesn't have to be the greatest player in the league. He doesn't have to be the most talented player in the league. He is definitely the most uh, decorated, the best shooter of all time in the NBA. You, there's no way to dispute that. He came out in game uh, game six, scored forty pound uh, forty points. Uh, I'm sorry. 34 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. I mean, th- this dude was been on fire. The one guy that you could have argued that could have taken it away from him was Andrew Wiggins with the way that he yeah. played. But I mean, the one thing to remember in this series is that the Celtics were up to one. The Celtics were up to one, and the and the and the Warriors came back and won the last three games to knock them out completely. So, I mean, what you did is you tied up that series, and you knocked essentially by tying up that series, you knocked the the uh, the Celtics out because. Steph was not to be stopped, right? He went out there, he did his thing. Andrew Wiggins was such an important uh, addition to this team, and he's already expressed interest in staying with the team. Yeah. He he was the number one overall pick. He was the one that got flipped uh, um, for Kevin Love with with uh, uh, Minnesota when LeBron was coming back to Cavaliers. So, I mean, he has definitely had a very interesting journey to get to where he is now to be an NBA champion. The, the other thing that I think is pretty funny is our boy, Lionel Richie Jr. Oh boy. Right. Otto Porter is an NBA champion because he found his way. <laughs> he found his way to the Warriors after his time in the league, you know, just being injured his whole life. I don't know what that was about. Uh, the other really, really important player and the really impressive player to really step up their game this season was Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, young guy. I mean, he's really kind of come out, done his thing. And uh, I don't know if a lot of people expected that out of him. And I mean, this kid is only 23 years old and he's only been in the league for, what, two, three years. He was a, a, a number one, uh, round one pick, number 28 with the uh, uh, with the Warriors. Yeah. So, I mean, look. <laughs> It's really, really cool to see this team. A lot of people said that it was boring, this and that. To me, I think about the fact that you had Clay go down, you had uh, uh, KD leave the team after winning uh, championships with them, mm-hmm. and then he moved on, and he chose to go play with Kyrie instead of right. Seth Curry. Now, imagine how he feels right now. He, I mean, how do you, how do you look back at this and? what four years after the last championship because they went through hell they were the worst team in the league one year and uh clay had back-to-back knee injuries and they come back and they win the whole damn thing i wonder what kd is thinking about right now um he's kicking himself in the ass with the millions and millions and millions of dollars he's stealing from new jersey He's kicking himself in the ass with those long ass shoes that he wears. <laughs> I mean, that big toe is the one that kept him out of the finals last year. Hey, look, I, the, I'm just saying, man. Like, it, I, to me, it's impressive. To me, it's impressive. I, I mean, I'm glad a lot. I know a lot of people were rooting for the Celtics even actively on Monday night. We had a uh, because that that game was forfeited. We had those hur- like crazy hurricane like uh, weather conditions yeah. outside. We all had a team. Uh, we had a team dinner over here near the house and. I think it was me and one other person were rooting for the uh, for the Warriors to win that game five, and the other people were like, "Oh, I want the Celtics." I mean, why? It's boring when the other team, this other team, had to fight tooth and nail, go through several injuries, several games, and seven. come back and win it. And it was like, "Well, like, well, they needed this guy and that guy." This is you're telling me that Steph Curry needed Draymond to play well, 
needed Jordan Poole to play well, needed Andrew Wiggins to play well, needed Clay to come back from injury twice and play well. So you're telling me your fault against the Warriors is that they needed their team to play well? They needed their team healthy to play to play well and to come back and win a title? Like that's ludicrous. That's silly shit right there. You build a team and you build your your starting five because those are going to be the most important players on your team. When you're missing those players and you don't do well, you shouldn't be surprised. We talked about this last week with Sean. He was talking about the White Sox, right? You need your players to play well. well yeah, they got to be on. Yeah, they got to be on the field or the court or or, any, or the pitch, wherever they got to be, or the ice. You got to be on the field, whatever. They they got to play to make up the impact. And Golden State was missing a lot of key factors early in the season. Uh, Steph wasn't 100% at all this year. Neither was Clay, And they still were able to gut it out during the finals. Steph was not himself. You saw that game where he had like 12 points. I mean, yeah. you could tell he he was not right. And that for him to not make a three-pointer, that's just not like him. Um, another cool little story that I want to talk about is Juan Toscano Anderson. He is the first Mexican uh, uh NBA player, Mexican First descent. player of Mexican descent. Thank you, sir. That's what I'm saying. Yes, to, to win a championship. So this is a, a pretty big deal. Uh, I know the Mexican national team tweeted Mexican power. Uh, congrats for being the first player of Mexican descent to win NBA title with the Warriors. So um, it's a pretty cool little story. If you didn't see him, he was the guy with the Mexican flag on his back. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a young cat. He played uh uh, during the season and played well, but you know, obviously with with the shorter rotation in the NBA Finals, I don't think he got that many minutes. But this is also a cool little story, man. Uh, four point one, four point one points, two point four rebounds, and thirteen and thirteen and a half uh, minutes uh, in seventy three games. So I, people are like, oh, he just scores four points. Well, it, that team is like literally studded, uh, star studded from from top to bottom. So to get some playing time is kind of hard. Custom cat. What the. Sorry about that. That was me. Uh-huh. Um, so one one last thing I would like to mention before we get out of this segment yeah. is Sue Bird. Uh, Sue Bird, the uh, wonderful NBA player, WNBA player, has been playing for 19 seasons. She has just announced that this season, the current season that's going on right now, is going to be her last season in the WNBA. Uh, it is fantastic. She is from New York. I was actually watching the show a little bit earlier today. Uh, today, she hit the dagger three to win the game for the Seattle Storm. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, this is, uh, if you don't know her, uh, get to know her because she is uh, a very involved in uh, uh, the equality movement for women's sports. We talked about Title IX uh, last week. Um, her partner is uh, Megan Rapone. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right from the uh, uh, the uh, uh, women's soccer league from the national soccer. So I mean, this is like a power couple in, in women's sports, right? So I mean, she has announced that this will be her last season. And look, congratulations on a fantastic career. Uh, she's she's amazing. The funniest thing is that one of the most uh, the the biggest trending topic I think either on Google or Twitter was like uh, uh, looking to see where she went to college because she looks so young people are like how are you in the league for 19 years she's been around for a long time and people that's the thing is that WNBA you get some of these players that that play for 20 years and then what do they do they go into coaching they go into broadcasting Mm -hmm. so this is one of those players who is one of you know we're talking about a a league that's only what 25 years old at this point right and uh, you're talking about a cornerstone person you're talking about Candace Parker Lisa Lobo Lisa Leslie um, and, and all these players, Rebecca Lowe, I'm sorry, Rebecca Lowe, Lisa yeah. Leslie, uh, all, all these players, and Sue Bird is definitely one of them. Uh, Diana Tarazi is another one. So there's a lot of uh, these cornerstone players right now that are kind of transitioning from that first wave of very uh, uh, talented 
WNBA talent and moving on to the next part of their career. So congratulations to Sue Bird for a fantastic career. I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. True Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E Rock and Big Z. You. This is the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. In this segment, we discussed the biggest Chicago sports topic of the week. And this week, once again, ladies and gentlemen, it is Chicago baseball. Yes, sir. So, E. What's going on with these Cubbies? Yo, listen, when the Cubs went into a three-game series against the defending champion Atlanta Braves on Friday, it was the first time since 1999 that a team with a (laughs) double-digit losing streak would face a team with a double-digit winning streak. And somehow... The Cubs broke their streak by beating the Braves streak by winning 1-0 on a game by the uh, in the game by a game-winning RBI by Christopher Morel in the bottom of the 8th inning. This uh, this was nuts, this, man. This is nuts because <laughs> literally everyone's like counting the Cubs out cuz they're like, "Oh, they're losing. They lost what uh was it 8 games or 10 games straight whatever 10. it was." 10. Yeah, and so everybody's like, "Oh yeah, bet bet the uh, bet the Atlanta Braves to put ten runs uh-huh. on the Cubs and put that it's solid money." And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna stay the fuck away from that." Um, but, <laughs> but I did put money on Acuna getting a hit and Morel and and all these players to get a hit. Um, and let's just say a couple of the Atlanta guys did not get hits and uh, lost a little bit of money. Well, yeah, no, no. Yeah, the Cubs were like, uh, bing bong. Nope, no. <laughs> and, and it's funny enough because I, I was a JD or some one of the guys was on the radio. They're like, he's like, yeah, you know, th- there's two streaks on there. But if you look at it, the Cubs are have one of the best records and best uh, uh, hitting percentage and OPS and this and that on day games. And I was like, huh, really? I mean, it's that one little tad note. They'd be like, that might be the thing where that might tell you it might be a one to zero game. And sure enough, you know, to God's ears, one to zero. Look, I mean, the the, the pitching performance was outstanding. Yes. Uh, Keegan Thompson, your favorite guy from SNL, yes. he only allowed two hits, uh, two walks, and nine strikeouts. And I'm pretty sure he had, uh, I think it was uh, 19 whiffs, which was the most by a Cubs pitcher by in Sick. 
10 years, blah, 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 whatever the hell it was. Uh, Robertson, uh, he made it a little bit interesting with two walks <laughs> in mm-hmm. the uh, in the bottom of the uh, in the top of the eighth there or ninth there. I'm sorry, but uh, but yeah, they managed to close it out. And funny enough, they came back the next day and they won three to six. So right now the uh, the the Cubs and Braves are playing. The, the Braves are up three nothing, and because we're not live, we can report that all we want. Uh, <laughs> but interestingly enough, for the Braves, it not only marked their first loss in. 15 games but also the first time they even trailed a game in the last 46 innings and ladies and gentlemen this is why baseball is the best because you have no idea what's going to happen on any given day very true i mean that that was a stat i was looking at too is just like it's wild that they have not trailed in like I don't know a month 46 innings <laughs> what is 46 are we looking nine you know that's it what, don't matter it's, it's 46 like, innings because it, tra- it just makes it just go from day to day to day to day to day it don't matter because you, you remember it, it could happen like from the seventh inning to the ninth inning in the first game and then yeah. all the way there yeah. all right so look uh congratulations cubs you won the world series of the day <laughs> just one day um look it, it, it's exciting it's exciting and not only for like a, a team with a bad record like the cubs but to go out there and beat the world series champs who are like just absolutely on fire we talked about them being on fire before even though they lost freddie freeman with his free agency moving over to uh to the la dodgers but mm-hmm. look this was a very uh it was just a very cool stat and uh, funny enough i love when people bet against the cubs because and then it bites them in the ass this type of thing was beautiful for me I, you know because everyone's gambling now right that's yeah. the big thing everyone wants to gamble everyone wants to make a little extra coin on the smallest thing the biggest thing whatever it is so i mean you know it, i i i that's immediately the first thing that i thought about when we 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 saw the final score come across that you know that that one nothing score and uh I, I was just thinking about all the people out there especially you white Sox fans out there that figured you would make a little bit of easy coin betting against the cubs um yeah i don't i don't really bet on teams winning or losing i do individual stuff so i, I keep my beak out of that uh hot mess but i am part of like uh, um a discord that's an app you know that you can have like a little closed circuit chat and whatever and you know it's a gambling chat and you know guys post this stuff and uh yeah there's guys betting 500 bucks for stuff mm-hmm. like that and i was like I'm, i was when when i saw the score i was sick to my stomach and i only lost five dollars <laughs> <laughs> i felt bad for him I'm like how do you lose 500 and he was at the game he was, he was, he was at the in the bleachers he's like well yeah. at least it was a nice day and i was in the bleachers and i got to enjoy the game I'm like dude you lost five hundred dollars mm-hmm. hey look here, here's the thing is that the way that you and i think about five dollars that's how some people think about 500 right so mm-hmm. it might not be that big of a uh you know a hit to someone's wallet if if that ain't if that's just a you know a drop in a bucket for them but uh hey you know win or lose uh I, as long as uh people that go against my team lose their money i'm happy uh, next up frank schwindel is headed to the 10-day injured list uh he he injured himself running to first in game two of the Atlanta Braves series. Uh, looks like he might have some back tightness, so he is going uh, back on the IL. Um, Alfonso Rivas is going to be recalled from Iowa. Schwindel has been an above-average hitter uh, since that near grand slam back in San Diego when he uh, got rerouted from going back to the minors, but he's hit just 242 and 307 since May 30th. So uh, it might be a good time for him to take a little bit of a break. It sounds like, you know, he was back in his groove um, um, and, and almost getting demoted or getting demoted and getting re 
promoted or whatever the hell it was that quick was very uh, integral in, in kind of giving him a shot of confidence. But uh, unfortunately, that back is starting to flare up again. He did have a little bit of issue with that injury uh, back in spring training. So hopefully he can get back together soon and uh, just add him to the list. We talked about White Sox injuries, but the Cubs have been decimated as well. I mean, you look at most of their starting pitching is on the the injured list right now. Wade Miley cannot stay off. He He's pitched, what, twice all season, um, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's a it, joke because he was injured last year too yeah so i mean you know it, it's a gamble right it's a gamble i think you know he's getting to that that point in his career and that age where it's probably time for him to shut it down uh stroman is is still on the injured list we saw him mm-hmm. doing some long tosses today so yep. it looks like he might be coming back soon but unfortunately you know you look up and down the, the cubs roster and you wonder why you know these really really young uh, players have been starting games and why they went on the team 10 game losing streak is not just the talent on the field but it's the talent on the pitching mound that's just not quite ready for major league hitting and unfortunately we're just adding another one to the pile yeah I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of frank uh i just think that he should be uh put in the lineup in short spurts i don't think he's an everyday player and i, I don't know who else you got that can uh, cover first uh but i know wisdom's on his way back off the il right yeah i mean Talking about Frank, I mean, I, I think he's an everyday player, but I mean, again, I think he's a utility player, right? He's he's a guy. He's not a star, and and you need guys on your team too, right? But the problem is, is that you don't really have any other stars on the team. You don't have these superstars. You look at you know Madrigal, he's on the IL. You look at you know again up and down the the, the list, especially the bullpen and the pitching has been, been you know absolutely decimated. Um, and you know un- unfortunately that's what it is. Uh. I'm not sure about wisdom. I know he had a little bit of an, an injury, but I'm pretty sure he's been back for a while. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. oh, Bodie. Bodie's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, Bodie. Bodie man. Let me tell you something. I completely forgot about David Bodie. I forgot he was even on this team. That's how long it's been since I seen him. So, you know, we it was funny enough that I had an argument uh, over the week, shocking, um, with someone on Facebook, and they're talking <laughs> about, you know, the, the Cubs The Cubs have been uh, decimated by injury and this and that. And so I says, you know what, look, I, I believe that you, if you're a talented team, you can have a next man up mentality. And I don't mean just by filling that position. I mean by the other players on your team need to step up. And I think that's one of the things when, when Sean and I were, were disagreeing about that last week, he's, mm-hmm. he's thinking, I mean, the players that come up from the minors need to fill in those roles. I'm saying the other players that are already on your team that are supposed to be superstars need to step it up a little bit more. That I think that's where our confusion came in. But what my argument was against this guy, I'm like, look, You can't say that the Cubs have been decimated more than the White Sox because the Cubs players don't have as much talent as the White Sox players, right? So when you look at a team that's relying on talented players way more and those those, uh, players are the ones with injuries, you know, you look up and down Eloy, right? Lou Bob had a little bit of an injury. Moncada has been kind of back and forth. Grandal has been out. Um, Abreu has been there, but I mean, like you look look at, uh, um, who else am I thinking of? That's that's been hurt on, on the on the White Sox. There wasn't their pit. There's been pitching hurt. I mean, it's just been all over the place yeah. for the White Sox. And uh, t- uh, Tim Anderson is is the guy I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. So you you look at the what you're relying on from those three, four, five players that are are supposed to be the cream of the crop on your team, and you have a couple other guys that are supposed to be talented as well. Those are the players that I expect to step up and take over some of the, you know seeing seeing Abreu do better. Right, because he hasn't really been on top of his game all year. That's what I mean by stepping up. So to me, the the, the White Sox have been decimated what much more than the Cubs when it comes to something like that. I, I think with the mis misconception or the confusion you want to say is that you're you're looking at 
the injuries on one team and the injuries on the other team, they're not equally weighted. If we lose right. a, a Tim Anderson and you lose a David Bodie, it's not equally. Uh, the, the amount of production that you're missing is not equal. And then what you're saying is, all right, everyone else on the roster, you need to step up and do a little bit more so that way you yes. can equate for the loss. That's what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, so, right. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's exactly what you're saying. And I, and I understand. That's why I just stepped back and watched you guys argue because I thought it was it made for great, you know, radio. Uh, <laughs> and we you get uh there was some compliments I got uh there's uh, this week for the uh, that little argument. But um that's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, thank thank you to our listeners. Uh <laughs> especially my output crew who listens. So um, speaking of yeah. the speaking of the majors, a really great moment during Saturday's game, uh, the Contreras brothers, which is Wilson and William Contreras, William Contreras playing catcher for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they played against each other for the first time in the majors, and uh, it was it was a, an emotional moment for the both of them when um, when Wilson came up to the plate and his brother was catching. They had a big hug right before, and and uh, and then he went out there and did his thing and. and Wilson did his thing uh, uh, on that Saturday game. He was up there. Um, funny enough, today before the game, you had Clark the Cub with a sign saying that Wilson is dad's favorite. <laughs> and one of the Braves players like knocked the sign out of his hand or hit him or something like that. And he was like, hey, hey. And he's just holding up that sign. So I, I thought that was pretty funny. But, uh, but Wilson did have a little bit of say about seeing his brother play in the majors. It was an amazing day. For me and my family, it makes me proud to watch my brother play against me in the, in the big leagues. It makes me proud how good he is behind the plate and at the plate. Describe when you got to the plate today and you see him back there for the first time. I almost, I almost got in tears when I saw my brother behind the plate. I give him a nice hug. Uh, I love him so much and I'm really proud of everything that he has done. This is the first time that you got to see your brother play in person since Little League, especially getting the view from back there and his swing. Just what was it like? It was an amazing experience. The last time I saw my brother play was in Little League, I would say like 10 years ago, 15, 13 years ago. And uh, today I got a, a really good view of, uh, of him. Uh, we're really blessed to be brothers and to be playing the big leagues. And hopefully we we'll keep going for a few more years. Uh, that's uh, courtesy of the uh, marquee network there um this is an awesome story i mean there's nothing better than to see um two brothers who really appreciate what they have and to make it and they also play the same position i mean it's just nuts and they're playing for great uh historical franchises i mean it's just a great story i mean once again i'm gonna rely on the fact that i i i equate um wilson to, to uh, Yadier Molina, right, who had his brothers in, in the majors too, all playing uh, catcher position. So it was it was just a really cool thing to see. Um, you know, this is this is one of those moments that makes you proud. I mean, he had look, you see your younger brother go up there. He had two hits on the day, but Wilson had three, right? So Wilson was <laughs> one and went up there and did this thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, like you know, this is just this is just a really cool story. Now, funny enough, um, in the beginning of the game. Uh, Wilson went over to the starter Justin Steele and when his brother came up he says hey whatever you want to whatever you want to pitch whatever you want to call you do it I'm not doing it and you know yeah. Steele was some, like 
for real? And he's like, nope, I, I don't want to do it. And then he came out later and Justin Seal said after the game, he goes, I let you do it because if I call something and I give, yeah, I, I, I cause or allow him to give up the run, I don't never hear the end of it. So I thought that was kind of a cool story uh, coming out the end of it. But yeah, again, I mean, you look at the uh, uh, the Molina brothers, Benji Molina, uh, uh, Yadier, and I, I forget who the other one I'm Bob, I don't know what the, I don't remember that. <laughs> Bob, remember the guy. adopted brother. I mean, you know, everyone knows, you know, old school or new school baseball uh, fans know uh, uh, the Molina brothers. So it's just a cool, and, and, and once again, it's another reason why I want the Cubs to hold on to Contreras and, uh, you know, have it be your cornerstone, right? That's what, the, that's what the Cardinals did when they were fighting back from being mediocre and middling teams and, and, Keep your cornerstone guy around, and that—that's just—that's just the way I think about it, brother. He's been on on, on a couple uh, interviews where he said, "I'm willing to resign. It doesn't matter. We can talk today, tomorrow, whatever." He's like, "I leave it to my agent, but my agent has not called me and told me that there's a deal on the table." He's like, "I, I, I hope, honestly, I hope that the agent isn't sitting here gaslighting his ass because I, I know that that's happened before." <sighs> I hope that he's not just going against his players' wishes, just trying to get a couple extra uh, ducats out of this, because that would be really disappointing if we find out about that in the long run. Yeah, that that would be. Hopefully, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully, you know he does sign here and and he becomes a cornerstone. Um, he's he's or a good he dude. remains a cornerstone. Yeah, he, he's a good dude, and he, he'd be nice to see him behind the plate uh, for for years to come. Yeah, I agree 100%. I hope Wilson Contreras signs a 100-year contract and uh yeah, and then and then he's he's ours forever. And we and then when he passes away, you can instead of making a statue just, you know, put him up there and and like they do at the funerals now where they just embalm you and like have you standing in the corner at a bar or something. We'll just do that with him and and then he'll be ours forever. So, anyway, now that we got all the weird shit out of the way, Z, what's going on on the South Side? White Sox. White Sox. Go, go White Sox. The White Sox finally looked good playing some baseball, man. It was it was weird. It was weird to watch them play and uh, actually be successful. Uh, they played Detroit, so that's probably why. <laughs> you know, Detroit isn't the highest level of competition right now. They swept Detroit in a convincing way. And at the moment, the Sox are split 1-1 with the Astros. We were recording on Sunday once again, and they're playing Sunday night baseball on ESPN. That should be a great game. Um you know, they yeah, picked up I, the first win at Minute Maid Park in three years. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, look, it, it, this was it was amazing. It was the, the Sox first win in Houston since the four hit shutout from Lucas Gilito on May 23rd of 19. And, uh, you know, it seemed in some senses that that was the foreshadowing of the end of the 2016-2019 rebuild because you saw them kind of fighting back against one of these teams that won the World Series in that in that uh, era there. And it's the first time that the, the Southsiders beat Justin Verlander, Correct. former Detroit Tiger, since 2014. My brother, that is a long time to keep getting your ass whooped by one of the well, best pitchers of baseball. Verlander's on par to get the damn Cy Young Award right now, so I... I, I I'm not mad about that. He's been a monster in any uniform that he's pitched in. He's going to be a first uh, ballot Hall of Famer, yes. no doubt. So, I mean, am I mad that he's just dominating everybody? No. The, the fact that we got to him, I'm super excited about. But, I, you know, nine times out of ten, he's going to kick our ass. So, that's you just... Know what? Go ahead. You know what pisses me off about the fact that just Justin Verlander is still kicking ass is the fact that he wanted to come to the Chicago Cubs, well, and the Cubs are like, nah, 
Too much money. He's 39 years old and he's probably going to win another fucking Cy Young right now mm-hmm. at that age, playing for a team that is fighting right now, right? The Astros are trying to get back to World Series. They're trying to, uh, they've had a lot of their players from that World Series team kind of leave. You had Correa yep. leave last year. You had, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, the one kid that went up to uh, um, the Blue Jays. Like a lot of their players that have been around on the team for a long time just kind of went away right? well it's, it's time a, you, you can't a, you can't re-sign everybody yeah you can't re-sign everybody uh and then right george now springer yes yeah, george springer and you you got the uh the astros who are like i don't know 10 or 12 games above everybody in their division they're just dominating um uh, watching this team makes you see your deficiencies in your team and what i mean by that is like we had trouble last year pitching there. They dominated. They kicked their ass. Um, you you seen um, Cease struggle, and then you seen Johnny Cueto do a really good job, mm-hmm. and that's because you got a veteran that knows how to pitch to contact. Is not afraid to get a little bit of contact because he knows he's got eight, uh, seven guys behind him that that can pick up the ball. Now, what really is grinding my gears is that. As soon as we get somebody up and ready to be back on the field, someone else is going down. And we've talked about this countless times, week after week, about the injuries, but we're not surprised anymore. Again, Yuan Mankata running the first. He's about three steps from first base. He, you know, he grabs, you know, he, you see the twinge in his hamstring, and then he's like in the dugout grabbing it, and they pull him out of the game. What are you doing, dude? You have one job one job and that is to take care of your body i know it's a soft situation that can reoccur at any point i understand that but there should be a yoga reg- regimen some pilates some all types of, of of easy stuff for them to do and i don't know what his nutrition is but i don't know i know a lot of these guys go out and they go drinking and they go party uh when they're not playing baseball and if you're dehydrated mm-hmm. that's where that's gonna happen you so I don't know what's going on with Yuamankara. You know, it was the ribs, then it's the hamstring, then it's the COVID, and it's this and that. He's got a list uh, uh, a mile long of injuries and, and excuses. And at some point, if, if Berger gets any better on defense, Berger's going to take his job. You know, the, the funny thing is that, you know, uh, Sean last week kept referring to Mankata by his nickname, which is Yo-Yo. Yeah, and I feel like it's a very appropriate very. nickname, not because his first name starts with Yo. It's because he's an he's up and down more than a freaking yo yo. Mm-hmm. This guy is just all over the place. When he's when he's healthy, you don't know what to expect out of him. You know what his talent level is. You know what you should be able to expect out of him. Yeah. But I feel like he does not perform like we said before to the back of his baseball card. He is not performing up to his standards, what he should be able to do. Now, I don't know if it's because of a a lingering injury because he is notorious for these soft tissue injuries. He's like the Alshon Jeffrey of the Chicago White Sox, right? Because, and my fear is that at at some point he's going to get tired of all this shit. And what's going to happen is that he's going to get popped for PEDs because those are basically meant to help you get Recover. more healthy, get yeah. you know, sustain your health. And that's exactly what happened with Alshon Jeffrey because he was injured with a, a, a knee, like just cartilage and bullshit, like little bullshit injuries to soft tissue. And then the one year he had a career year right before he went to Philadelphia, he got popped for PEDs because that's how he stayed healthy the whole year. So I'm wondering and I'm, 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 I'm hopeful that that's not going to be the case, but I'm a fearful of it. 
Yeah, and, and that's that's something that happens a lot in every sport where the guys are like, oh, I heard about this thing I can take that's going to make me feel better. If it's not on the list, if it's not approved by your, by your job to take, don't do it. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. No. Uh, one, you're going to get popped, and that could be, uh, if it's your first offense, I think it's, what, uh, 26 games or something like that. or it, It's just not worth it. Speaking of injuries, Liam Hendricks, right mm-hmm. forearm strain. So the word on the street, this is his UCL, and this is an, an injury that he's had for ever. He's always had this his problem. So they're shutting him down for three weeks. Mm. Three weeks without your ace closer. This is this is disgusting. It, it, it is rough too because your your bullpen has been up and down all season too, right? They're tired. I mean, huh? They're tired during every game. Well, and, and and well, that's true too. That's true too. <laughs> so it's a culmination of you know your your starting pitching not always getting you to where you need to be, your your hitting not needing uh, not being where it needs to be, and then what happens? You have to rely on your bullpen more and more and more, and now you get to the point where your close is going to be out for at least three weeks, possibly more. Uh, again, I mean, you know, yes, the injuries hurt you, but you got to you have to have you have to. You have to have some type of depth, and I think that's one thing that the White Sox really don't have is depth. Well, and it could be because the, everyone, all of their talented players, they've already brought up. This is who the, these are the guys that they've been counting on. But again, what that tells you is that you need to restock your cupboards, right? The same. This is what's going on with the Cubs right now is that they had all their major league players up, and when they needed to trade, they had to trade guys off of the major league roster if they needed to address an area of concern. And the White Sox do not have those players to to trade. They'd have to make a, a lot of big decisions on someone on the field if they if they were severely lacking in one position. And they are going to need Hendricks back, you know. And 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 they got rid of Kimbrel, right? Yeah. So now you're you're over here. You're trying to figure out what you're going to do for the future. And uh, I, I'm just I. I I am very worried about this team, especially coming into the month of July pretty soon and having to face all of your division rivals. Yeah, I mean, I think for the as far as the closer situation, I think they'll be okay because they have Kendall Graveman and they have Joe Kelly. Both have closed games before. Joe uh, Kelly been injured too, though. Yeah, and Graveman was injured. Yeah, I mean, I just, this team is literally snake bitten. Like every one of this team has uh, had some time on the IL, and it's it's really just disgusting. Uh, but I mean, the good thing is that the bats have been waking up. They've scored over forty eight runs in the uh, in the past well, week or something like that. So while the pitching is not there, the bats have woken up. You have Abreu actually hitting. Uh, you know, we saw Berger hitting Berger bombs all all week. Uh, Moncada actually was hitting until he got hurt. Um, Larry has been playing uh, pretty well this week, but that's how you know Larry. Larry plays. He plays good for a week, and then he's bad for the next four weeks. So <laughs> that's that's just Larry, you know. Um, like you said, it's every game right now is important because you have to stack up these wins. Because right right now we're, we're going to play the Blue Jays next, and then we're going to play the Orioles. The Blue Jays are a bad team on the road. The Orioles are. Like like yo yo up and down. You don't know which one you're gonna get, right? They whooped on the Cubs and then they they get whooped by somebody else and then you know it's just they're they're up and down. So you have no idea what to expect with the Orioles. Uh, when they're gonna come up and play. Ta is making his return back to the lineup next week, which is gonna give us a spark. But again, you don't know how long it's gonna take him to get back to major league speed uh, when it comes to uh, hitting and fielding and all that. But like you said, all these games are very much going to be important because they fe- they face their, their uh division and if you cannot you can't beat your division you're not going to go anywhere yeah and, and the thing is is that i 
don't look past the uh just because they're not a good road team don't look past the the blue jays because they they're, have they're, very they're, good players they're, they're a very good team. team they're very they're, good team right but their spits are horrible they're caught in a hard division i mean the yankees are on fire the, the red sox being good the rays are good the yankees so have 16 losses 16 yankees only have 16 I losses i know it's and the a, white sox put three on them it's it's incredible and and you know you look at the division right there i mean you look at the blue jays they probably be like the best team in a lot of other divisions around the league right now um i mean you know so it, it's unfortunate for them that they have to play in that division but you know just don't don't let their record fool you because they are not as bad as what they look but again no like, you know you're hoping that their 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 road streak and their road play continues for the sake of the white Sox, but don't count them out because that is a very talented team yeah agree like you said the blue jays would be a first place or second place team on, on most uh divisions 37 and 28 they'd be one game behind the twins and uh two and a half games behind the astros so that's where they're at I, uh, the thing is that i say that and, and this wishful thinking that the blue jays are a bad road team but the white Sox are a bad home team they're 13 and 17 at home so if you mm -hmm. can't defend your home and you can't beat your division opponents you're not gonna go anywhere I mean, like like we said before, the best case scenario for the White Sox with all these these players being down, even going into the month of July when they're going to uh, face all these uh, divisional opponents, is hopefully the worst the, the the worst case scenario. Honestly, is obviously you know just getting your ass kicked. But I mean, like the bottom of what you can call a salvageable month would be to still stay at 500 because that's kind of where they are right now and like we talked uh, last show i mean the, the white Sox were only a few games better than the cubs which is in incredible it's an incredible stat and it's an incredible you know uh, uh thing anomaly to happen when you look at a team that that is basically consisted of at least half of the roster being minor leaguers versus even on a bad team a lot of these players in the white Sox would be you know starters so and those are the backups right so that that's that's the weird thing about this team it's very very weird and, and it's very hard to figure out the white Sox right now no idea what direction they're actually going no idea what what's going on in, in la Russa's head most of the time i think he doesn't know what's going on in his head most of the time i think there's an earpiece in there and be like hey do this do that and it's jerry reinsdorf and you can't understand what the fuck that guy's saying anyway because he's <laughs> hey, hey look if la is 157 then uh, uh jerry's 158 because <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was hanging out with moses when moses had short pants Hell yeah! I mean, they they were they were in line for the first and second ever Social Security uh, numbers. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see we'll see what happens uh, in this month. And again, this to me, this is going to be the most interesting and uh, telling month of the baseball season for the White Sox. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it, they're they're a team to watch. The thing is that they have so much talent. And if everyone was healthy on the team, we'd probably be a better team. We'd probably be in first place. But let's just be honest right now: the Mets, the Yankees. Uh, uh, the Dodgers, Houston, those are the cream of the crop. They're the White Sox are nowhere near those teams. That's right. And the White Sox, again, like I said last week, you got to get your shit together because if not, you're gonna be out. You you don't don't end up out on the on the New York uh, City sidewalk with the rest of the trash because this is not a good look. Chicago, we need something to root for, right? We have no idea what's going to happen with the with the Bears, right? The Cubs are a lost cause right now. The Bulls, we're just trying to get Levine back, and they weren't even as good as we expected last year, right? right. The Blackhawks are a fucking mess. Yep. So, Sox, you got to be our saviors. Go out there, do your thing, kick some ass, and that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. All right, fans, we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot after a quick word from our sponsors.
Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 
the one that I know as an adult that's probably the most delicious one on here is probably that Magnum uh, chocolate whoa, bar. Whoa, it's like whoa, that dove, It's like that Dove <laughs> chocolate where, like, you, you you normally you pay, like, $8 for, like, eight things of ice cream. But, you know, the ones that are really good is, like, $8 for one or two ice creams in the bar. So that's probably the best one as an adult. You're like, yeah, that's probably going to be amazing. But the one that I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the classic that I always remember as a kid mm -hmm. and that's going to be the chocolate eclair right in the middle with the crunch on the inside the chocolate the crunch and chocolate ice cream in the middle i mean to me like you look at all the, the the fruit ones i was never a big fan of like artificial fruit flavoring um chocolate you know chocolate is chocolate you know you can fuck up chocolate real easy but uh but that was just the one when I was a kid. I felt like that was like a you know a delicacy versus like a push pop or some of this other bullshit with a bubblegum nose. I don't need none of that. Uh, I think if, if I was gonna go for a second, it might have to be that WWE superstar oh, sandwich. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, just just for the sake of so my twelve-year-old Eddie, twelve-year-old Eddie, which one is what is he picking? Oh, I'm no. That's why I said for for me as a child, for the sake of nostalgia, I'm going for that eclair bar. Okay, so the uh, uh, chocolate crunch eclair. The chocolate crunch eclair, classic. All right, I, you know what? I'm I'm not a big chocolate person, so I'm not gonna knock it because right next to it is my favorite one, which is the strawberry shortcake one. See, I and, and that's that, that artificial strawberry flavor. Yeah. I don't, that's not. Ugh. It's all artificial, unless you're picking a fruit yourself. It's all artificial. Chocolate. Uh, yeah. Chocolate. Well, that that's <laughs> yeah. Second would have to be the WWF. Uh, uh, you know, cookie sandwich. Uh, I mean, that thing was just delicious, and unfortunately, they stopped making those. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you don't like the push pop. I mean, I think like the five year old me would be like, Yeah, let me get the push pop. Hell no. You know what? You know what the, is the, the oddest thing the, of the all time is that as children, <laughs> as children, we we accepted that we're eating like frozen mush out of a fucking toilet paper roll. Yeah, like it was good. Like, mm, yeah, can we let me lick the side of this toilet paper more? Like, what the. Just, yeah, this is delicious. This is amazing. Like, get the hell out of here. Uh, is, is there anything that you would want to try that you've never tried on this list? Um, is it the, I'm looking around here. I, I mean, something that I haven't tried, you know, I, I think I've tried all of these things on there, like, at least once. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, what I'll say in the middle, they have, like, this double fudge uh, bar that looks kind of good. Um, it kind of looks like the uh, the firecracker, but it looks like it has a uh, uh, like a chocolate flavoring instead. So maybe mm -hmm. that one. Okay, you're legit a chocolate fan. Okay. Yeah, because I mean th that's what I'm saying. Like artificial fruit was never like if I get like some really good like strawberry gelato or something like that that mm -hmm. tastes like the fruit that it's supposed to taste like, then yeah, I'm I'm all for it. But I mean, like grape grape, there is there has been no point in history where that purple drink actually tasted like a grape. Like I've had grapes and I've had that purple shit. There's never been a time where I'm like this. There, it tastes exactly like. There's a grape. no correlation there at all. No. No, well, not even <laughs> a little bit. Like at least chocolate. If I get a piece of chocolate, a chocolate bar, a fucking Kit Kat, a Snickers, or an ice cream. Yeah, that's chocolate. Like that's, it's a different shade of chocolate, but it's still chocolate, right? <laughs> There's no way. Just in like hell you. Is great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right, baby. What about the the the, uh, the bomb pop? People love the bomb pop. I'm a I'm a fan of the bomb pop. Number twenty eight. Yeah, that's that's a firecracker, man. Yeah, bomb pop, firecracker. It depends yeah, on what right neighborhood you're like, in. Yeah, it's fine, but I mean, like, that, I feel like that thing right there, it's just different flavored, you know, of the same juice. <laughs> they just dip it in three times. Um, I mean, 
you know and and all of that i feel like that fucking thing all i see is just a blue hand right you're holding it you're trying to eat your the lips top, and all the blue on the bottom just melts all over you're like hey did you just you know give a smurf a hand job nope I just ice cream. Like, what the fuck is this yeah, yeah I, I don't need it i don't need it you've been saving yeah. that joke for I, and a while that's the thing too is that like if i'm gonna go i'm not going after the ice cream truck anymore i'm going to go uh, get something from the from the uh, paleta man with his little cart right there that's where I'm oh going yeah there. i mean i missed that um and they've gotten real creative lately with some of the flavors, man. They've been snapping. Oh yeah! If you ever go to uh, Michoacana, they have the they have like the, the actual fresh fruit in them. So, yep. Yeah, yep. So, and you can pick all different flavors. Like you said, there's crazy flavors out there, and then you can dip them in whatever you want. You know, hot chocolate or caramel, yeah. or whatever. And I've so. seen I've seen them like you know you want cookies and cream, you can pick it up. There's a whole ass Oreo in it. Yes, yes. You know what I mean, like or or whatever banana banana nut. There's like actual chunks of banana. Like yes. they 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 kill it right there. They they do it right. Yeah, and and it's, those it's are worth paying the four or five dollars for those. Right. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's funny because like I've been other places and I don't see it like in other places. I've I, I don't know how you know I'm sure there's other places that we see the carts or whatever. Now they have you know now you can actually go to like the ice cream store, the mm-hmm. palateria and all that stuff, and, and just go and get it right there. But I I feel like I, I I don't see it as much as we did when we were kids. No, no. I mean, unfortunately for me, I'm I'm I live between two grammar schools, so the ice cream truck passes around three fifteen, three thirty. So I hear it every day. And then I always forget, and I, or I never have cash. I mean, I'm like, let me go get a, uh, let me get a banana split, you know, you're from the yeah, old, because like, the old man, you know, it's the old man. He's been doing it forever. I go, and so, he's like, what's a card, you know? <laughs> no, even, there's no you, card. You're trying to get some melotes and stuff like that, and they're like, yeah. no, hell no, no, I'm not taking Bitcoin. I'm not taking your electronic transfer. Um, you can't sell me. You better bring the fucking cat. I'm not trying to report this shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll close that you are a chocolate lover so i have to be more creative with my stirring the pot and not you know stir you towards chocolate <laughs> for lack of all better right words. man before we go what you looking at what are you watching that is not sports um i was able to watch this cool ass movie on netflix with adam sander it's called hustle so he is a scout for the Philadelphia 76ers. There's a lot of cameos of uh, former players and rap artists and this is an ad. It's really good. It's well written. Uh, Jack Anter would call it a popcorn flip. So you can, uh, you know, heat up your popcorn and sit down and enjoy a movie. Um, so pretty much he's, they show you the struggles of being a, uh, a, a scout in the NBA and uh, they give a little bit of back, his backstory. Uh, it's a well-rounded cast. You have Steve Urkel's in there. Queen Latifah. This was my watch as well. I actually watched it yesterday morning um, on, on uh, while well, we're getting ready to gear up for the Father's Day weekend. And I was like, look, I said, I'm up before anyone else. Okay. You know what I mean? I got my, my coffee. I got my herbal refreshments right next to me. And I'm going to sit down. I'm going to enjoy this. And uh, basically, Basically, the uh, the description that's on uh, IMDb is a basketball scout discovers a phenomenal street ball uh, player while in Spain and sees the prospect as, as his opportunity to get back into the NBA. Um, funny enough, I'm watching this movie and I'm watching the, the main character who is uh, uh, actually an NBA player right now. His name is Juancho Hernan Gomez, and uh, he's been in the league for a while. And and I'm looking, I was like, man, what, he looks familiar, but he was actually a pretty damn good actor. And funny enough, he, he had Anthony Edwards, who plays for, I believe, the Timberwolves, one of the first overall picks in the last couple of years. He kind of played his nemesis, and they were kind of trying to get to go 
trying to get into the NBA draft at the time, it was a uh, pretty unbelievable how you were able to like just be completely immersed and everyone was believable in this movie. Um, yeah. You had Robert Duvall, who played the owner of the 76ers. You had Ben Foster, who once you look up IMDb, you're going to know exactly who that is. Um, you had uh, Kenny the Jet Smith in it. Um, you had a you know a, a ton, a ton, a ton of NBA talent. Of course, like you said, Jaleel White, uh, Boban was in there trying to say that mm -hmm. I'm 12. That guy's like 30 <laughs> years old and has been there for a long time. Uh, Dr. J was in the movie. I mean, it was just fantastic the way that uh, the way that they presented it, the way that they kind of set it up for you. And the, the most amazing thing to me is that you know this was. A, a true passion project for Adam Sandler. This is one of those movies where if you if you ever watch Uncut Gems, you know that he does definitely have a lane in a dramatic role. And for him, someone that loves basketball, that loves the NBA, that loves just shooting hoop, I mean, this was a perfect, perfect movie for him. And it, it was a, it was a really really nice movie to sit down to enjoy. You don't know what's going to happen. They don't set it up that you're going to have automatic success by the player or by by Sandler's character. And it was just a, a great. And this is probably honestly one of the greatest basketball movies of all time, even at this point. Um, wow, you just you gave that a lot of praise. The greatest basketball movie of all time. Yep, you think about other you think about tell me another basketball movie that gave you so much in-depth, so much emotion, so much up and down, so many NBA talents and scout and and so much involvement with the NBA itself. Oh, oh yeah, with the NBA, no, there's really nothing like that no, that I can nothing think of. Like this. Uh I mean I mean if you go down the line of your basketball movies, you know, your Coach Carter, your Hoosiers. Okay. Okay. Um, what is, Coach, Car Coach Carter was fine for the time, but it's pretty corny if you watch yes. it now. No, no, agreed. That's what I was saying. It was, that was going to tell you. It's really good for that time. And it was a, a, a true story, right? Coach Carter? Yeah, Coach yeah. Carter was true. Yeah, so I'm saying, I mean, it's Samuel Jackson. So, I mean, it's a great movie. But like you said, if you watch it now, you know, it's early 2000s. So it's super corny. Yes. It's very, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but what, what's another good basketball movie? I, I mean, but, but and that's the thing is that if you look up and down, like just just Google best basketball movies, right? White men can't jump. Great okay, movie, right? Yeah. But then you look look at the like the ones that are really centered around the NBA. There's not a ton. You got he got game, which is another great basketball movie. But then you got shit like like Mike, right? Um, Who Hoosiers great movie? Celtic Pride. Okay, corny. Base Jam. Right? They kidnapped the player. <laughs> Uncle Drew. Corny. You know what I mean? Like, there's not really a ton of basketball movies that are just like that are in depth the way that this one is. No, I mean, just to think about it now that I, I pulled it up, like you asked me to, um, I've never seen Glory Road, and I've never seen The Way Back with Ben Affleck. So, yeah, like, and that's a newer one. That's supposed to be really good too. But you, like, like I said, look, you, you want to talk about NBA? You got Thunderstruck, right? That's when yeah. Kevin Durant had a movie and some kid like stole his shoes and he was able yeah. to play like Durant. These are corny ass movies. Yeah, the you know kids I mean? movies. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that rebound with with uh, uh, Martin Lawrence, like the Sixth Man, where like the yeah, where one dude is a ghost. Space Jam, of course, but I mean, like overall, you look at how many football movies there are out there, how many baseball movies there are out there. There are fantastic romanticism about baseball and the history, and you could sit there and we could name 15, 20 great baseball movies. You can't name me more than three or four great basketball movies, especially yeah. ones that have to do specifically with the NBA. That's why I put it in this category. Hoop Dreams is probably the only the closest thing to that. 
Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, they're just not there. No, they're not. They're just not out there. So, like I mm. said, this is a complete and total passion project. Once again, I, I talked last week about movies being believable. Can, do I believe that these characters are real people? This is one of those movies where you, you don't, you're rooting for the kid. You're rooting for Adam Sandler. You're rooting for it to all work out for them. And they actually did a fantastic job of tying up all the ends. And you do have a, you know, a pretty much a nice clean ending. It's not the ending that you thought it was going to be. Right. It kind of gave you a little, little bit of a difference there. Yeah, a little, yeah. little curveball at the end, and I thought it was nice the way Adam finishes the movie with his last quote, you know, t- telling, uh, was, uh, was it Anthony Edwards? No, it was, uh, no, you're talking about, the, yeah, Anthony, yeah. Anthony that? Edwards was was in the, was on the, uh, in the league as well, but it was uh, Who's Bo the t- Cruz, his boy Bo Cruz. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cruz, yeah, yeah. The Cruz missile. No, but he was telling his 76 player. Um, I forgot what he was on the team. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gives yeah, yeah. that little. Uh, who, yeah. yeah. Uh, who is that? Um, oh, damn, I, I don't remember his name right now. I, I see his face in, in in my head right now. But, yeah, exactly. He was like, hey, I'm giving you a tip. I'm, I'm your coach. This is what you do against that guy. He yeah. likes to go to his left. He likes to go to his right. So, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, was it sports? Absolutely. But, I mean, this, <laughs> this is one of those movies, right? Like, but it was a sports movie, right? So it's not technically sports. But I, I, I couldn't, honestly, like, this is a movie that I'll probably watch, like, un, like once a week until it's off of Netflix, right? Yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give it a couple more watches just because I want to find more intricacies and see more cameos. And, like, I, I, I really watched the credits because I was like, wait that was an nba player right and then you see like the credits you're like oh yes that's that guy yeah because i mean I, i'm not a big i'm not a mike logic uh basketball head where i know everyone on every roster for <laughs> nba i'm more of an mlb guy so uh that was just it so um great movie yeah, was, give it a watch was, uh, it was tobias harris there we go yep. yes he's actually on the team yeah because you had tobias harris in there they they talked about uh trading and B during the movie that the Matisse Tybels in the in in the uh, movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just it's jam packed with NBA stars, NBA talent, people around the NBA. Uh, Kenny, like I said, Kenny Smith playing a character versus just playing himself. A lot of guys. Play yeah, themselves. that was surprising. The 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 Spanish national team uh, uh, team had a bunch of their players on there too. So it was just it, I don't know, man. It, it 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 blew me out of the water like how good it actually was versus like what you kind of expect out of a lot of these movies. Yeah, I mean uh, that was uh, a was his name. The, the Spanish national team was actually like two or three guys that were in the NBA. Yeah, um, yeah, it was like Jose Calderon. Jose Calderon, yes, guys. yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking, yeah. All right, before we get out of here, uh, I want to acknowledge um, a couple things, uh, a couple guys that have passed away, and this is uh, WWE-related. Dave Hepner uh, passed away, longtime referee. Um, he's the twin brother of Earl Hepner. Um, if you ever watch uh, wrestling in the 90s, you know exactly who I'm talking about, uh, just because they were there from the late 80s all the way through the 90s in WWE, and I think... Uh, uh, Earl is still uh, refereeing, and his son is also still refereeing. Uh, so he passed away at 73. And then also, uh, I think that today, uh, Tim White, longtime WWE referee, passed at 68. Uh, Tim White was, uh, was there in the 80s and early 90s, uh, but he was also uh, Andre the Giant's assistant and one of his best friends. Um, so that is a... Um, a, a big loss for the wrestling community and uh, for their families. All right, y'all, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, happy Father's Day to all the uh, dads out there and happy Juneteenth, a day to celebrate uh, what this, this nation is right now, what it should be, all right? 
Uh, but yeah, we thank you so much. Thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search your keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now. And check out our guy Danny and his friends over at ACSI.tech and check out their career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Go to ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. The Shine Native Radio Podcast is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Go and check them out. And if you got music, share it to them. If they like it, they'll play it. If they don't, they will clown you. So make sure you give them some good shit. And a very special event is coming to you live and direct. The Music in the Woods Music Festival is coming up on August 13th at Big Bend Lake in Des Plaines. It's right off of Bender Road and Golf Road. Uh, Ideal, Mike Logic, Fury, Green Lights Music, AM Early Morning, I Am God, John uh, John Bovee. I mean, there are so many acts out there. Check them out. This was a great event a couple years ago. They had to put on hiatus because of the uh the, the pandemic right they didn't want anyone to get sick so it's really dope that they were able to bring this back uh tickets are available right now at idealraps.com that's idealraps.com this is an all ages event a ticket is needed for ages 12 and above food vendors and merchandise vendors will be on site for your pleasure that's right so bring your money and spend some of it and leave uh leave happy and fat and enjoy the music because <laughs> there is nothing better in the city of chicago in the surrounding areas than being able to support uh to to celebrate and support our local musicians our local artists and all that good stuff so make sure you check them out and don't forget uh check out serious beats check out ronesh check out panic custom made these are all people that uh gave us music to play on today's show check out panic on the beat.com for all your moment merch and gear don't forget check us out on social media you can find us at true shy fans on twitter that's at true chi fans on twitter and on tiktok Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us. Hit the DMs. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us how many people you shared the show with. Uh, your stories about, you know, connecting with your family over something silly that we said. We love hearing it all. Stirring the pot. Uh, movie recommendations. All that. And also, you can hit us up at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We will see you next week for episode 102. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Swish. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. <laughs> Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.